Hello, my name is Michael Marsh. I'm Raya's Export Manager. Welcome to Fastener Talk. Hello and welcome to Fastener Talk, presented by Fastener and Fixing Magazine. I'm the editor and host, Will Lowry, and as you've already heard, today I have with me Michael March, Export Manager at Raya. Michael has a vast amount of experience, having joined Raya in 1988 as a trainee. Since that time, he has worked in the sales department, representing both the German market as well as international markets. In 2004, he became the head of the export department, and in November 2019, he was appointed to the executive board. During the conversation, we discussed a lot of topics, including how Raya has established itself at the forefront of the industry, and what are the key services that it supplies to its customers. Plus, we talk about, obviously, COVID-19 and the impact that has had not only on the company, but also the industry as a whole. So without any further delay, here is Fastener Talk with Michael Barch. Hello, Michael, and thank you very much for joining us on Fastener Talk. Will, please let me explain briefly how come I was invited for this interview. When I read the news that Fast and Fixing magazine was planning to introduce a podcast, I was delighted. I like podcasts and listen to them while doing sports or driving my car. I wrote very spontaneously an email to Will just to congratulate for this good idea of the Fastener talk. Your answer was quick and polite, and what I did not expect, you invited me as a guest for one of your next Fastener talks. Thank you for your El Capone art of inviting me. <laughs> well, hopefully I don't have the same reputation as Al Capone, but it is true you can go a long way with a smile and a kind word. In all seriousness, it is great to have you here, Michael. With 130 years of history, 11,000 customers worldwide, and 130,000 articles in stock, Raya is undoubtedly at the forefront of the industry. What drives the company forward? To answer your question, you maybe allow me to mention some keywords. Traditional background, satisfied customer, success, curiosity, interest. So that's what you would say is the, the key to what makes Raya Raya almost. Yeah. And what would you say are the key factors that enable Raya to stand out from its competitors? Well, I think the key is reliability. This is part of our DNA. For this type of long established companies like we are, especially companies located in the northern part of Germany, it is self-evident that you only need a handshake to complete a deal. There's no written contract required. We are well known for our reliability with respect to availability of the goods, product quality, quality of packaging, reliability with respect to lead time. And another important point, our product range is both broad and deep. Raya has also had a daily delivery rate of over 99%. How have we been able to consistently achieve such a high delivery rate? Our industry clients know that we trade standard parts. They do not see the difference between a nut M8 or M7, do not see the difference between grade A or A480. These products are according to standard like DIN, EN, ISO, and they have to be on stock. This is expected. For this reason, we have implemented a scheduling system, short, medium, and long-term, that assured such a high delivery rate. And how was this impacted during the COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, COVID, uh, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> uh, COVID has caused a dramatic shift in our supply chain. In a strong economic climate, costs have been cut. In commercially difficult times, availability, 
safety and transparency are much more important. We were forced to find new suppliers. For example, India is an important purchase market for us. When the Indian government decided for lockdown, there was a lockdown. Our purchase did their very best to keep our availability, sometimes at the expense of the purchase price. As Raya, you supply both industry and trade customers. How do the needs and requirements of the two customer bases differ and where are their similarities? Very interesting question. The industry customers, let me start with them, they often agree a contract with a duration of one, two years or more. Services like Kanban are still popular and industry customers expect that fasteners should be always available, even if the product has a special length or diameter. They expect that standard, being or isoparts, delivery time should not be longer than 24 hours. In many cases, purchasers of industry customers do not have an in-depth knowledge about fasteners. These purchasers require technical support from their suppliers. On the other side, trade customers, they ask often for prices every day. They usually use web shops to get quick information about price and availability. They typically have a very good knowledge about fasteners. Trade customers have a good network. They normally know their competitors and not uncommon that they are in touch with them. They know their sales and purchase markets very well. And unfortunately, both industry and trade customers have in common that they always want the best possible prices. You kind of mentioned the products already and uh, the amount of articles you have in stock. How has this range developed? I must look into the past to explain this development. Raya was founded in 1887, originally as a trader of ironware, ships, chandlery, and tools. And in 1949, we specialized in the trade of fasteners. At that time, there were many shipyards, machine factories, and steel construction companies located in Hamburg. These industries created the foundation of our range. And as far as I know, was the last great innovation in the fastener industry, socket screws. And that's almost 100 years ago. There were not so many completely new items, but we have developed the range with new dimensions, materials, and surfaces. How do you manage and update the product range you offer to ensure that you're supplying the products that your customers need? This is routine work. We find out the slow movers and filter them with the help of our IT. That's not a challenge. If you would like to know what the market needs, you have to listen carefully to your customers. We also have a working group of colleagues from sales and purchasing discussing regularly about new products. You're a C-part supplier. Can What are the challenges of being this type of supplier? There are so many challenges. I tried to hit the nail on the head. The world is getting more complex. We could go so far as to say, today a C-part supplier has to have almost everything on stock. Parts have to be delivered in small quantities to different production locations within a very short time. C-parts are low-priced materials, not only fasteners, but also seals, tubes, electronic parts, and so on. The challenge is to automate as many processes as possible and to delete all elements of the supply chain that do not add value. Another challenge is not to disconnect the supply chain. Procurement, quality assurance, transportation, storage, logistics, distribution. This is a long chain. 
Raya also works with its customers on on special parts. How important has this service become, and do you see it gaining more importance in the future? Oh, this is also an interesting question. Standardization like DEAN, ISO, or EN should avoid special parts or at least reduce them. But there's still a high demand for special parts. Some customers always order the same special parts for several years in high quantities. It's more challenging to supply small quantities. This is often needed for prototypes. Our new 3D printing service, RRP, Raya Rapid Prototyping, supports companies. In a very short time, RRP facilitates producing a prototype in line with customer requirements or a complete component as a functional model. The material can be plastic or metal, such as steel, stainless steel, aluminium, or titanium. It's impressive to see how fastness can be printed. You mentioned the, the 3D printing. What made Raya go into the 3D printing? I mean, it is an interesting area, and I know a lot of companies have used it for prototypes and, and that kind of product within fasteners. But where does Raya see the opportunity? I think it's an additional customer service. We do not expect to earn money with this. It's also a tough job. You need the specialists in the quality department. It's a nice service and it would make the production of these prototypes much easier and much quicker. We've spoken about COVID-19 earlier on, on and the, the impact on the kind of delivery rates, but how has the company adapted since the outbreak of the pandemic as a whole? Oh, we have never been adapting so much. Raya is observing the current developments in connection with COVID-19 very closely. It's our top priority to deal responsibly with the situation. Its dynamic development makes it necessary to reassess the situation on a daily basis. In March, we decided very quickly to introduce shift work. It was a pleasant surprise to see that the staff cooperated. Part of the employees was mainly working from home office. The next step then was to install separating plexiglass barriers between the desks. And this is part of our safety and hygiene concept, including disinfection of surfaces, social distancing, and so on. Meanwhile, we are working in the offices almost like prior to the crisis. Fortunately, so far, there were just a few COVID cases and they did not infect other colleagues. So you mentioned the employees there, but how have you managed your supply chain and, and the customers and the relationships? I'm convinced that communication is at the heart of human interaction and it can make or break a business. Especially our sales representatives had to change how to work visiting customers. They had to come back with a good old phone call. Phones may feel like an outdated way to communicate, but they are still the primary channel for customer communication. At the moment, our sales reps in Germany visit about 50% of their customers and they keep in touch by phone with the rest. Obviously, we've talked about social distancing and, and that becoming the new normal. What role do you see technology and automation playing within your company for the future? Social distancing should become the new normal, but it still happens that people do not keep their distance. It is still difficult not to welcome somebody by handshake. It will take a while before the new normal is a part of our culture. For me personally, it costs quite an effort to put on the face mask before I enter a shop. 
On the other hand, managing of the employees from a distance is getting normal. Even virtual job interviews are becoming more important. Our colleagues from quality department are preparing e-learning tools. And finally, there are more and more RIA colleagues doing mobile work. What do you think will be the long-term impact of COVID-19 on your business as a whole and, and also the, the market, the fastener market? And how do you think you will need to change or develop? As I see things, we have learned that the changes in our supply chain had worked well. And these changes will survive in the long run. Raya is talking about 10,000 active accounts. And these accounts are divided in many industries. This diversity has helped a lot during the crisis because not all of them had a bad economic situation. There were also some booming industries. Do you see your role in the supply chain changing? And if so, how? Have we got used to the new role? I think it's still in progress to find the role. Our focus on reliability has proven it worth, as I've mentioned, sometimes at the expense of the purchase price. Spoke to a lot of uh, readers and, and companies and they talk about how customers rely on just-in-time services. Do you think the demand for this type of service will change in the future due to the impact of the pandemic on supply chains? Well, I think just-in-time services will remain important. Most probably the demand will increase. We also see a technical development, for instance, when talking about RFID. During first stage of the pandemic, there was a great uncertainty. In Germany, average consumer we call him Autonomalverbraucher, and I think in UK it's Miss Peabody, isn't it? Was filing toilet paper like hell. Industry and trade customers started to order bigger quantities for standard products. It was somehow a kind of panic buying. And end of March, we have had a record in turnover. Unbelievable. Obviously, with the impact of the pandemic on the industry, kind of how do you think that will lead to innovations within the sector? And if so, do you think there's still room to innovate as a business? Uh, there's always room to innovate as a business. There's RFID technique I've mentioned before. We will introduce new hardware. Our Kanban team is working on a project to visualize processes. Customers will be able to see how their shelves are organized. They will see the delivery status, statistics in real time, and so on. And I is well known for its high level of investment. We will invest in logistics and a new version of our ERP system. What drives the innovation at Raya? In this case, short answer. We are driven by the market, by customers, and by competitors. Do you see any general trends for the fastener industry in the future? I think our industry has understood that generating a sustained cash flow is essential to overcoming crisis. Reliable deliveries will become much, much more important. Price is hopefully not any longer the most important factor when placing an order. There will be more and more sophisticated customer requirements. Demand for certificates like country of origin, quality, quality certificates and so on will be increasing. Another challenge is how to survive or behave being between USA and China and Russia. There are products produced in the US you are not allowed to sell everywhere. There are products produced in Russia or India you are not allowed to sell to the US. And there might be products from China you may not be allowed to sell to the US, especially in the export business. It will become much, much more complicated. 
as a business, how do you, can you react to these kind of political situations that are very much out of your control? Firstly, there's IT programs to make sure that you always follow, especially the export regulations. And of course, you have to listen carefully to the news. You have to keep in touch with your customers. That's sometimes the best, or always the best way. A big thing within the fastener market and within the world as a whole is sustainability. Kind of what role do you see that playing in the future? I'm confident that sustainability has arrived in Germany in private and in public. My hometown, the city of Hamburg, is still investing a lot in cycle tracks, wind energy, reduction of pollution, uh, particularly in the port of Hamburg. At Raya, we have just bought the first hybrid cars. The staff is offered an attractive leasing for e-bikes, and we are testing packaging made of grass. I know that Raya has a new UK sales rep starting in October. What was the thinking behind the appointment, and what do you make of the UK market? This is a matter very close to my heart. I must confess that I'm afraid of losing contact to our UK customers due to the Brexit we all do not know what will happen by the end of the year. Will London and Brussels reach an agreement? I like the British people very much. Here in Hamburg, we are very British. There will be an event this August, the British Days Hamburg, and that's very popular. And when I've visited our UK customers, I always, without exception, received a very warm welcome. And furthermore, there's much more growth potential for us. I'm very happy that we have been able to engage a real British gentleman. That's been very interesting, Michael. So I just want to say thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Will. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. And it was an offer which I couldn't refuse. I'm glad you took it up. It's been very much appreciated. You're welcome. So that was Fastener Talk with Michael March. I'd like to thank Michael for his time. It really is appreciated. Looking forward, we have some more podcasts planned for the weeks and months ahead, so please do keep an eye out on whatever platform you're using or visit fasteneranfixing.com. Thank you for listening.